Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, dropshipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day everybody. Today's episode, please welcome back to the show Jason McDonald from Intrepid Advisory and one of his business partners, Trent Taylor. We actually all caught up at Southern Seller Fest last year and I thought it would be great to have them back on the show. Uh, you might remember my interview with Jason back on episode 128 where we talked all things EMDG grants for Australian Amazon sellers. They're the grants that are available to Australian business owners. Well, in this episode, we dive into the importance of transitioning from an air quote Amazon seller to becoming a business owner by mastering the three C's, which we'll get into in this episode. And the aim is to become financially confident so that you can make the best decisions for your business. Now, if you'd like to learn more about their upcoming four weekly one hour webinars in Feb and March of 2023, hosted live on Zoom, head over to the AustralianSeller.com forward slash roadmap. It's also highly likely that Jason and Trent will be joining us at the upcoming Amazon Collective Mastermind Regina and I are holding in June this year between the 18th and the 22nd in beautiful Ubud, Bali. You'll be joined by our invited VIP guests, Kirsty Verity, Leo Segovio, Bradley Sutton and Steve Simonson. Now, in previous events, we've had VIP attendees like JB Paros from the Endgame Network, the bearded one, Norm Farrar, Paul Barron, and of course, the one and only Amy Weiss. So to apply, simply head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash barley where you can read all about the trip and please apply to join us. Every Amazon Collective Mastermind event that we've held so far has sold out and this one is definitely not going to be an exception. Now, don't forget to join my Facebook group. You know what to do. Head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Facebook and I'm still offering private coaching, squeezing it in here and there. So please head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Chris to book an hour session with me. And of course, if you own or work for a consumer products brand and need help setting up or running your Amazon business, please feel free to get in touch. I have a new agency, amosphere.com.au, an official Amazon service provider. Anyway, that's enough from me today. Let's get on with the show with Jason and Trent from Intrepid Advisory. And welcome back to another episode of the Australian Seller Podcast. And today I'm delighted to welcome back to the show, Jason McDonald. Jason, how are you? I'm good, Chris. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. And we've got Trent Taylor as well. Both of you are from Intrepid Advisory. So welcome to the show. Thanks, CC. I think you're the first guest that's ever called me CT, Trent. That's awesome. Good to be unique, mate. All right. Well, I'll call you TT from now on. Thank you. Sounds good. Hey, um, give us a bit of background. I know that you've been on the show before, Jason, but uh, give us a bit of background about Intrepid Advisory, what you guys get up to during the day. Yeah, sure. Love to. So um, I think a lot of um, your podcast listeners will probably, uh, you come from an accounting practice and that mm-hmm. accounting practice was called White and Black Accountants um, mm-hmm. and specializing with Amazon sellers. Over the past couple of years, we've evolved that business into something a bit more you know, sophisticated and, and what I think can add more value to, to sellers. And yep. that's Intrepid Advisory. And you know, I work with a few other people now in order to achieve that. So um, Trent, who's on this uh, podcast with me, mm. um, and also Gabriel Edmonds, who's also my, my business partner. So where we've evolved this business is we like to see ourselves as uh, what we say, business confidence builders. Awesome. 
So we work with Amazon sellers to help, you know, help grow their business, help build a sustainable business that generates the cash for them and provide a steady income. Um, so we do that through three divisions. Mm-hmm. The three divisions that we have, we have got you know, accounting, which is basically financial reporting, and a tax division mm-hmm. to help people manage their obligations with the government and gain visibility over their business. Mm-hmm. Um, our grants division, which um, most people yes. probably know about, and we've yep. been on this podcast before to talk about that's right. that. So that's yep. Export Market Development Grant. Yep. And that's help, you know, help businesses with an injection of cash flow. You know, to help subsidize their advertising and help them scale their business. And then we've got this uh, new division, which is our business programs. So this is about educating and training um, mm-hmm. Amazon sellers through a number of online courses and, you know, face-to-face programs. So um, I guess, look, what we really are now into is working with Amazon sellers to really help them understand and get to know their numbers, be more intimate with their numbers, so that they can make better business decisions and generate, you know, more cash to have a sustainable business. Mm, that sounds great. So, and you kind of spoke a bit about this when we we're at the Southern Seller Fest together. Uh, what was that back in September with uh, from Jamie Michael from the Endgame Network who put that extraordinary event on. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's good to perhaps dive into that topic in a little bit more detail and um, so where that's all headed for you and, and the sort of results that you've achieved with your clients. So really excited to get dive into this topic. So yeah, obviously yeah, and- you've worked with a lot of different Amazon sellers. Um, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, the common patterns that you see on their business journey that you can identify? Yeah, I guess one of the benefits of working with so many Amazon sellers is that, look, it's a fairly predictable process that most people go through, and you probably see it through um, as well, Chris. Yep. Um, and what we've identified is that there's really four phases that most sellers go through from startup through to you know, either exit or having you know, a sustainable business that's generating um, consistent income. Mm. So, and each of the four phases requires a different set of you know skills and and attention. So as it's not just you. Know, as the phrase goes, you know, what got you here is not necessarily going to get you to the next phase. Yeah. So it's really, it's really important, I think, for sellers to identify, well, what phase am I at and what do I need, what skills and what focus do I need to, to look at in order to get to the next stage? Yeah. So I think, look, it's just, just in terms of what we've identified the phases are. I'll, I'll go through them yeah, quickly if, if you want. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So look, the first phase is what we call the startup phase. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're not generating, generating an income, but you're really learning you know, the Amazon model. So you understand, you know, you're investing your time and your money in mm-hmm. well, you know, how, the, how does this platform work? What are the rules of the game? Mm-hmm. And really then getting into product development. So your product R&D, building relationship with suppliers. Yep. So you know, that's the first gate that you need to get through. Before you start making any coin, yep, fun, nerve-wracking, exciting, all at the same time. That yes, that startup phase, I love it. Yes, hmm. and a lot of people go back to it as well. So you might get into the second phase, which is what we call the product validation phase. So your product validation phase, you've you know you got your first product and you're launching it on Amazon and you're really testing the market. So am I going to be a success on Amazon or not? So you bought your first product, it's selling. 
So this is really you're testing your skills on Amazon. So it's investment really is in you know learning how to you know optimize your listing, starting to invest in PPC, and you know, and applying all that knowledge yep. that you've learned into practice. Yep. So you're either going to make it or not in this. And this is where if you don't make it here, you probably go back to phase one. Yep, hopefully. Okay, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> You're resilient enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds good. So at this, yeah. mm. so at this stage, you are, you know, you're a, a seller of a product, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's say. All right, that's phase two. Yeah, phase two. Phase three is what we call brand consolidation. Mm. So brand consolidation is you've got a successful product mm-hmm. and you begin to launch complementary products. All right. And it may not be conscious, but what you should be doing at this phase is actually consolidating these products into a brand. Mm-hmm. So you're moving from I sell products on Amazon mm-hmm. to I've got a brand that sells these products yep. online. Yep. So you're building your brand portfolio. You're building up your, hopefully, a set of business assets as well. Yeah. Um, so you're building brand. You're building by building up a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, you also, you know, probably at this stage, experience. You know, experimenting with different distribution channels as well. Right. So you might go, you, know, you might go on Shopify, for instance. You might try Walmart. Yep. That all makes sense. Yeah. So that's the brand consolidation phase. Look, and typically I see that up to you know, a million dollars a year turnover. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Once you've gotten past this stage mm-hmm. the next stage is what we call either is scale or sale phase right okay so here you're either gonna you got a successful business that you either want to sell or you want to scale it and you want to step out of the business mm-hmm. so that you've got you know so that you're removed from the day-to-day operations and you've got either you know the team or software that are running the business for you perfect okay mm-hmm. So that that means you're investing in software, you're investing in developing a team, you're developing systems. Yep. Um, yeah, and you've really focused. You know, your role really here at this stage is building the equity, building your brand assets. Fantastic. Expanding different different distribution channels. Mm-hmm. And you might even be exploring sort of other Amazon marketplaces and sort of doing all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, 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 going wholesale. Wholesale. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So they're, they're, they're the the four phases. Um, that we've identified. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not a, a linear journey, and you've probably... <laughs> no. <it's... laughs> it can be a couple of go... two steps forward and one step back, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. And what we found is, look, where the sticking points tend to be are around that, you know, getting into phase three and getting in, into phase four. Mm-hmm. And what I think the distinction is really is, particularly at phase three, is you you really need to start operating like a business in that phase three, in what we call brand consolidation phase, yeah, um, and not so much as a I'm an Amazon seller selling a product. Yeah, I was just going to ask about what's the distinction between you know sort yeah. of being a business owner versus an Amazon seller. So it'd be good to get into yeah. that a little bit more. Yeah, um, I think <laughs> Trent's got some pretty uh, pretty interesting views on this. Okay, so in terms of, um, I think we've lost Trent off the call though. So Trent, if you can hear us, do you want to maybe unmute? Yeah, here you he is. Can, you can hear me. Yes, yes. <laughs> we were worried yeah, so about I think that, Yeah, so since uh, two thousand and four, I've worked with business owners. Excuse me, in the coaching and mentoring department areas, and you know the pattern I've seen for the last twenty years is that most people are really great at the core part of their business, mm-hmm. like they're, they're technicians. Yep. And yet, if you think about a tradesman, mm-hmm. you know 
they go through a four-year apprenticeship typically, but nowhere in that four-year apprenticeship are they taught how to run a business. They're just taught how to do the technical skills. Correct. So in those first two phases that Jason just talked about, you know, you're really learning all of the technical parts of running an Amazon business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what Jason's talking about is that, you know, when you get to phase three, you've really got to switch that business owner perspective. Yep. And go, okay, well, hang on, what are our numbers need to be? And yeah, I, I wonder if at the very beginning, at stage one or stage two, I think the more proactive and the more successful Amazon sellers mm-hmm. understand it, that it, it's a business, it's not just a hobby. Yep. So I think the biggest paradigm shift that a lot of Amazon sellers that I met at you know, Southern Sellers Fest with Jamie Michael, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them see themselves as people who just resell. You know, they're just selling stuff and you know, trying to make a margin. Whereas I did meet a, at least 10 to 12 people there who they're looking to see this as a, a solid business that they can either scale or replicate. You know, they might sell that product line or those SKUs, mm-hmm. but because now they've learned the recipe of building it to that level, let's replicate it. Yep. And, and, and that's really the difference between a technician versus a business owner. So, you know, in other professions, you know, there's people who are great at sales and marketing. There's other people who are great in logistics. There's other people who are great, you know, well, obviously freight and shipping is part of that. There's other people who are great at product development and selecting products. And we all have our strengths. Mm-hmm. But a business owner needs to either master each of those sections or leverage through it. Yeah. And I think that that's the distinction. That's the make or breaking point that I've seen in 20 years is that people have to come to the point where they say, okay, what am I doing this for? Am I a business owner or am I a technician? Yeah. Okay, well, if I'm a technician, well, I'm going to try and master everything. They typically never reach seven figures. Okay. Is there a- Whereas they leverage, yeah. Do all Amazon sellers need to become, I guess, business owners in so far as can they outsource that sort of- side of the business or is it do you think it's really important for them an amazon seller to to actually get that all-round view no outsourcing is important ct but mm. at the end of the day in order to outsource firstly you need to understand what you're outsourcing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so my belief has always been if you want to be successful in business mm-hmm. practice what you preach you know, eat your own cooking <laughs> you know it's very hard to lead people to do something for you if you've never done it yourself. Couldn't agree with you more. If you don't know Mm. what the traps are, Mm. if you don't know what that's like. Mm -hmm. But I think the problem is with a lot of business owners, ET, is that they think they've got to have five years of doing it before leveraging it Mm. Mm. or outsourcing it, Mm. yeah? Mm. Whereas that's not the case. So you say, well, with any new skill we take it on, Mm -hmm. we're going to make mistakes. That's okay. Learn from them. Mm. You know, you either win or you learn. Yeah. It's not win or lose. It's you win or you learn. I like that. Okay. Mm. So what did I do? What did I do wrong here? Okay. What can we fix? Do it again. Yeah. Okay. Did I win or did I learn? Okay. Do it again. And then once they've got that winning formula, mm-hmm. that's the time to leverage. That's the time to outsource. Right. Because yep. now they've got the winning formula for their business. So it's not about three months, six months. It's not a linear specific thing it's a really personal thing mm. you know people don't start amazon businesses you know so they can be the masters of the world or the, the next jeff bezos they're, they're doing it to provide a future for their family that's right to impact their lifestyle mm. yeah yeah so 
This is not about trying to fit into a box. Amazon sellers aren't trying to fit into a box. They're going down a different path. Mm. So what we're talking about in Intrepid Advisory is that, well, that journey to create your own box, to create your own path, mm. okay, there's certain key steps. It's not about following the mould. It's about understanding that, okay, you want to run a business, you want to have this certain lifestyle, well, you need to have these sort of skills. Yep. You know, if you don't understand the scoreboard, well, you don't, you're never going to enjoy a football match at the MCG <laughs> or an NRL match at, you know, Suncorp Stadium. Yep. Well, if you don't understand the scoreboard, how are you ever going to win the game? And what I really learned from Southern Sellerfest is that there was a hell of a lot of data. There's a hell of a lot of numbers. Mm-hmm. But if you look at any business and industry, which I've had the privilege of being exposed to, mm-hmm. 80% of the numbers mean nothing. That's just somebody's selling point. But there's 20% of the numbers that make a difference. Yeah. And that's what Jason's really focusing on with financial confidence. Yeah. Um, I think another point, and just to reinforce what, what Trent has said to answer Chris's questions about, about outsourcing mm. and from what I've seen is it this came out at Southern Sales Fest as well is that you you can't do everything there's so much out there in order to have a successful there's not enough time yeah to have a successful Amazon business for you to scale you, you, there's so much you need to to, um, to do mm. and control um, you don't have the time to do everything and so that's where most that's where a lot of people get stuck mm. in going through the phases particularly you know around phase three is that if you don't know how to leverage and leverage your time through developing the right team around you is you'll just get overwhelmed. Yep. And I think from my experience that while you might start off as a startup and then you become a technician, then you go to scale, as you begin to scale, kind of, I'm kind of just paraphrasing what you already said, but yeah. it's at that point that I see, and this is what I've done, is that I, I do start to outsource some of those technical aspects because I know that I need to learn new skills in order to grow the business. Like I'm done with those skills. I've, I know how to do all that stuff. I don't need to do it anymore, even though often I enjoy it. But in order to grow the business further, I need different skills as the business you know, continues to grow and scale. And this is really what you guys are talking about, isn't it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Business and, confidence and skills. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and part of that as well is, well, you've only got so many hours in a day or so many hours in a week. Mm. And from a as a business owner, I always ask my clients, well, where's the best value of your time in, in the business? Yeah, exactly. And invariably, it always comes down to, you know, it's, it's building the equity, building the brand. So, but I th- that, yeah. But I think CT too, like the what you said is really intelligent and it's very practical. It's street smart. You know, switching from I don't need those skills now, I need to adapt ones. But I think that's it's that if there's a little bridge in between that. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm gonna stop doing those skills, applying those skills, and I'm gonna grow these ones, mm-hmm. somebody else has got to apply them. And so there's a little distinction there. Sure. And so for your podcast, I wanna say, guys. If there's something that you're going to stop doing and you want someone else to do, record, video record, like use Camtasia, use Loom, Mm. okay? When you're actively live doing something in your business Mm -hmm. that you want someone else to do, okay, don't manufacture something. Just record yourself so that when somebody comes on to replace you doing that skill, Mm. they've got a live recording a live experience 
of how you do it. Exactly. Because then you can scale. Yes. Okay. You know, you can't earn, you know, you've got to earn the right to scale. So, you know, hey, oh, I'm at this stage, I'm at stage two, I'm going to go stage three. Oh, great. Now, hang on. Somebody else has still got to do stage two. <laughs> That's okay, right. Okay, yeah, so just, just, yeah. you know, just pull your head in a little bit. Let's capture what you're already doing. And if you divide to multiply, which is the purest form of, or definition of leverage, mm-hmm. okay, split down everything you need to do. Loom it, which is a free video oh, recording lovely. system, yep. okay, or Camtasia, whatever you like, mm-hmm. and split it down so that when you bring somebody on, they can replicate your brilliance. <laughs> it's funny you should bring that up because today I – well, actually, yesterday I sent a brief, a written brief. It was on Trello to a VA to do something, which I thought was pretty straightforward. The VA came back this morning and said, I've finished the job. Can you just check the work? And I checked the work and it was miles and miles and miles off. <laughs> so I just went, right, I'm just going to shoot a – it ended up being three minutes. It took me three minutes of my morning to shoot a very quick Loom video just going, nah, that, you know, look, good, good effort, but this is what I actually meant and I'm sorry that I didn't explain it to you properly. So th- there's a new SOP in our system now um, around that. that Standard operating procedure. Exactly. So, yeah, it's just interesting how – yeah. Anyway, Loom. And then, and, good. Then, and, then, and then once you sent that new clearer SOP, yes, did they get it? Oh, you bet. Because she's working in a uh, in a um, a Google sheet, you know, like a Google spreadsheet. Yeah. And I was just having a bit of a sniff around while she was working. Absolutely nailed it, nailing it to the wall. So yeah, just really so simple. I, I, I want to give a really fine distinction here, and this is the difference between saving thousands versus tens of thousands. Okay. Mm-hmm. People go, oh, great, I'm going to do that Loom video thing like, you know, CT and Jay said, oh, fantastic, let's do it. But the thing is, here's the little fine distinction that will make the biggest difference. What's that? Before you shoot that Loom video, Mm -hmm. do five to ten minutes of preparation. Oh, yeah. What is it that you're going to cover? What are the scenarios that you need to include in that video? Because I've recently bought a new business and I've introduced them to this concept They've gone and started delivering looms going, oh, mate, this is brilliant, Trent. They rolled it out and with active files and then the new participants in the business, new team members have gone, oh, man, what about this scenario? And they got and the, and the training people have gone, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. And so I said, you know, if you're going to deliver a five, ten-minute video, maybe you should prep for double that time. So mm-hmm. if it's a five-minute video, prepare for ten minutes. And think about what you want to share, mm-hmm. what are the scenarios, so that you only have to do it once. Mm. So, you know, in aviation, which I, my background is, is there's the six P's, piss poor performance. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, piss poor planning, piss poor performance. <laughs> so just a little distinction. Like Loom is really powerful, Camtasia. Yep. That training will really allow you to get the leverage and scale. Mm-hmm. Okay, but just understand that the work we do, the prep and planning we do, will influence the execution, which will influence the results, which will speed up you getting three, four, five, seven hours back in a week. Uh, Pretty cool. Yeah, I wouldn't have had time to record this podcast if I was trying to do the job that the VA is doing right now. So <laughs> Exactly yeah. right. So, yeah, that's uh, sort of, you know, yeah, we're getting in the weeds <laughs> on SOPs and Loom videos. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, oh, but it's the practical part, though. Yeah, CT. no, it's true. I agree, um, and they're good. T- you know, hopefully, they're helpful tips for people that are listening. Back to you, though, Jace. Just for one second, there was—I remember there was like three 
seas that you spoke about in Sydney. Mm. I, I, look, to be honest, I've forgotten what they are. Could you? Do you remember what they are? <laughs> Please say yes. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll put you on the spot. I do. Yeah, yeah. So the three C's are clarity, control, right. and confidence. Yep. And I spoke in a, in a in a general you know general sense at southern yeah southern sellers um, mm-hmm. southern sellers first, and um, but also you can probably distill it down to you know a bit more specific when you're talking about yep. a business. When 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 you're talking about a business, um, when when I used to talk about you know planning for a business with sellers. I used to always use the analogy of, well, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, it's like climbing a mountain or in particular Mount Everest. So, you know, you want to set the vision and you can see it in the distance, like that's the mountain mm-hmm. you want to climb and you, and you start preparing for it. You know, 70 years ago, climbing Mount Everest, no one had done no. it. And what I found remarkable now is, I saw a picture a few years ago, is that there's actually traffic jams now on the route, on the, on the route mm. to climb Mount Everest on the journey there's that many people every year in the limited time that you have every year to climb it is that there's actually they're overwhelmed with with um, climbers yeah. and so that kind of like triggered the question for me well what's changed between you know 1953 and now to instill you know essentially confidence in all these people to, mm. to have a crack at it and so you know i started thinking a bit more about it and, and when you think about it, let's let's talk about it in, in the context of well those three c's so with with firstly, I think if you were gonna, if I said, "Hey Chris, mm-hmm. let, let's go cl- yeah. climb Mount Everest," you think, "Okay, well, you know, I need, I need, you know, I need the visibility, you know, and that's clarity. So you want to know what the route is, and it's quite mm-hmm. an established route now. So people know what the route is. They also know well what to prepare for in terms of the timings, you know, mm-hmm. what to take, how skilled, how fit do you need to be mm. to make the climb." So you've got some clarity as to what you're getting into now, as opposed to, you know, prior to 953, you no. really had no idea. There's also now more control in place. There's more controls in place. So, um, you know, there's various camps at each stage where you can, you know, sit down on your equipment. You've got all the, you know, you've got Sherpas who are there to support you along mm-hmm. the way. You've got, you know, you see all the, the safety mechanisms in place. Um, but Importantly, you know where you're at at each stage along the journey. You know, have I got enough oxygen to go to the next, you know, next yeah. camp, for instance? Have I got enough food? Is mm-hmm. everyone on track? So really, you really need that combination of clarity and control to build that confidence to, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do this. That's right. And make that decision yeah. to go. And you don't need to be the first Sir Edmund Hillary. That was him, wasn't it? No. <laughs> Correct, yeah. <laughs> I think- <laughs> and, and Sherpa tension, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So you you don't need to be, and that's an important point, Chris. Is this this is no longer well? This isn't no. frontier territory. There are literally hundreds of thousands of people who have gone mm. before you in Amazon. So if you look at this in the context of fin- having financial mm. confidence in your business, okay, I would say your starting point really is you need financial clarity as your yep. foundation so by clarity it's really understanding like you want to climb mount everest well what is it that you want to achieve mm-hmm. from your business what is it that you want your business to provide you financially in the future so this is about setting what your financial yep. goals are now once you've got the clarity of what mm-hmm. your goals can we, can are go, but can also we play with that for a second jace yeah go for so it. we say like jace you articulate so beautifully you know when we say your financial no. goals it's like the cash so people who are starting Amazon, 
businesses, they're wanting extra cash to come into their family. That's what you're really saying, Jace. That financial clarity. Well, yeah, you can't feed your family without cash. That's right. And people focus on profit and all these fluffy financial numbers, but it's about cash. Like, so what are you doing this for? So how much cash do you want to bring in from these efforts? And for some people, Chase, like we've, you know, some of our clients are going, well, mm. I just want to replace my everyday job. Mm. So I have to sit there for 40 hours. If I can do it, you know, without leaving home and the family, well, this is what I'm going to do. So that's what I think you mean by financial goals. So we'll firstly replace that income or let's make that income and double it, you know. I think that's really, really important is that what is your cash financial goals? Mm -hmm. Because that's what gives people the confidence to go, hmm, maybe I'm good at this. And I think that, you know, what what I discovered being a newbie when I went to Southern Sellers Fest Mm -hmm. Is that people are focusing on A costs and S costs and all these bloody different numbers. But the other day is I know when I go to the fuel station, I've got to pay for my fuel. I've got to give them cash in some regard. Mm. You know, all those other numbers aren't important. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Jason. Stage two. Well, I mean, they do have a a degree of importance, but I think cash has its primacy in terms of if you were to look at the numbers. Primacy. Cool Um, Yeah. Cool word, yeah. So that you know, we talk about clarity. That you know, the next part or the next leg to having a, a solid business really mm. is control. And control, without control, um, you know, you're operating blindly. You're in a, you know, you know, you're in a world of chaos. So financial controls are really the tools and the knowledge that give you the visibility of your business. So if you're climbing Mount Everest, you'd probably want at least, you know, a map and a compass and some road signs saying, you know, yeah. where you are. So uh, when we talk about financial controls, it's having, um, knowing, you know, what are the important numbers to look mm-hmm. at in your business. So there are actually some important numbers to look at your business. And how does that stack up to where you thought you would be or where you should be in terms of heading towards your goal, climbing mm-hmm. your mountain? Which I suppose is really like if you know what your cash goal is like you're clear you've got clarity on what your cash goal is yeah and therefore you'll know what numbers you got to hit this control part is okay well you know what the numbers you want to hit are what are the actions you've got to take to hit those financial numbers yeah 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 and that actually leads to the third point because once you've got clarity financial clarity and financial control that will naturally lead to having financial confidence and what we mean by having financial confidence is asking those questions that Trent mm, just mm, mm. articulated and then actually having the, a base, a solid basis to answer those questions and make a decision. So it's financial confidence is leading to you know what we think better decision making awesome. in the business. Yeah. Because uh, honestly, otherwise, yeah. yeah, if you don't, if you don't have any of the, if you're not tracking the numbers and you, yeah, you might have set your financial targets and your financial goals. You still, you know, if you just don't know what's going on, you don't even know if you can afford to pull enough money out this month to replace what you were hoping would be your, you know, your regular wage from your regular job. And well, I think, you, I think it's even, yeah. I think it's even when you when you're when you're going to buy new stock, you know, people go, oh, I'll buy a thousand of them. Yeah. Well, you know, how do you decide what numbers are you are you using to work out what your next order is going to be? You know, when you look at the price point and you do your competitive analysis. Now, there's people who've got SKUs out there that, okay, well, all my competitors are doing this, they've got the market, I'll I'll put it at this low Mm -hmm. 
I'll, I'll drop it down yeah. so I've got that advantage. But if they've got that financial clarity and realize, well, hang on, if it goes that low, I'm actually losing money, yep. right? But then when they get to the control, they go, oh, actually, no, I shouldn't even make that order. I need to drop that skew or change it and add value to it yep. so I can lift that price. But there's just so many sellers who uh, don't understand the fundamentals of those numbers and they are just keep buying more, yep. putting more orders in place, exposing you know, their family's risk using their cash up, but without any confidence that when they sell it, the margin's going to be there to replace that stock and then mm. take margin in to build the, you know, the the uh, the golden goose at home. You know? Yeah, yeah. You can you can hear it in their voice. I mean, when people don't have that confidence, um, they're basically making decisions blindly, and breaks my heart. You can. Yeah, and you can just hear the anxiety and the doubt mm. that's in their voice because, you know, if you don't have anything to base the decision off, you know, there's, there's – Yeah. It's just an empty sure So, Chris, Chris, too many people, too many Amazon sellers, I had a couple came up – well, I shouldn't say couple, not in the pure terms, mm. but a son and a mother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was all excited and, he, and his mother would have been probably – you know, mid late 60s, 70s, and she was saying, "Well, you now we come here because we're learning because I'm going to pull money out of my super mm-hmm. to invest in this." Mm-hmm. And like, I just go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Like you have worked 30, 40, 50 years to build that, mm. and you—I didn't know. I did. I did. Mm. I did judgment CT, but I said, "Hang on, does he know what margins he's got to do? Does he know the numbers here?" Like. You know, I love my mum so much and, you know, she put up a hell of a lot with me, CT, but (laughs) I don't want to take money out of her super to do that. And, Mm. you know, fortunately I'm I'm hearing that, you know, people have worked in corporate jobs and got a redundancy and said, okay, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. They've got this big payout and they're quite secure in their family and they can make sort of quite conservative choices. But, you know, let's do this Amazon and they go down that path. But I just think if people don't value the dollar they got in the bank, the, the, the dollar they've got exposure to choose, you know, where yeah, it goes. Yeah, yeah it's you invested. Know, you know, without the knowledge, like without having financial clarity, without having financial control, like, okay, it's it's one thing knowing what you need, like the financial clarity, but if you don't know how to control that, what affects the results you want, which is financial control, mm. you're never going to get confidence. So confidence will only happen once you can apply the financial controls a number of times, you go, ah, that's the critical number. That's the thing I've got to focus on. Yeah. Not kumbaya bullshit, let's buy all this software and rubbish and mm-hmm. everything. Every business is simple. You know, so keep it simple, sexy, kiss principle. That's right. People want to be sexy, not not simple. You know? So what's the solution then? How do we become how do we get that clarity? How do we, you know, as an Amazon seller, as a as a business owner, um, how do we how do we get to that confident uh, stage in our in our business life? Take the time to educate yourself. Yeah, it's it, well, it, it's in it's in the mm. formula, Chris. So the three C's to get your financial confidence, you need financial clarity and you need financial control. So you need to, and like Trent said, you need to invest in in understanding it. So it's it's getting close mm-hmm. to your numbers. So you need to have 
the right need to know what are the right numbers to be looking at as an Amazon seller and what we call yeah. critical so numbers. So what are what are those numbers typically for an Amazon seller? So yeah, typically for an Amazon seller, um, I think look if you go back to first principles, your starting point really is well, what are the financial goals that I, I want to mm-hmm. achieve out of this business? Long term and medium term, and we reduce that into a cash number. Yeah, Trent's reinforced that numerous times. Yes. That cash has primacy <laughs> in terms of yeah. of the numbers. Once you know what your goals are, you want to make sure that a your business is performing profitably and is generating the cash mm-hmm. to hit your goals. So, to make sure that your business is profitable. We generally look at well, what are what is your gross yep. margin? So, what's your gross margin on your products? Fantastic. So, do you use any software or anything like that, like a seller board or Helium Ten Profits or anything to help that level, or is it more you're just taking business reports from Amazon Seller Central and plugging them into a spreadsheet? Or yeah, we keep we keep things mm-hmm. really simple, Chris. Um, so, unfortunately, those products don't t- don't really no. tell the full picture. So, they will take the numbers out of Amazon. But you've got other expenses Absolutely. in your business. So you actually need to pull it all together. So in Australia, for the Australian listeners, we use we use Zero to mm-hmm, consolidate mm-hmm. everything. And then we just use a simple spreadsheet to actually capture the numbers and put it into you know, a meaningful format that can help you make, you know, help you benchmark your performance towards your goals, but also help you understand you know the performance of your business and those critical numbers. Sweet. So it's just using, yeah, just Getting numbers out of zero and putting them into Fantastic. a simple spreadsheet. Yeah, that that'll, that'll I think Seller Central just tells you sixty percent of the picture. So if you if you're going yeah. to make decisions on that, just on that information, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Oh, big time. Yeah. So look, Seller Central is the home to what we call the vanity <laughs> metrics. So <Yeah. laughs> so the vanity metrics are going to be what are your sales and how much you know, how much yeah. product have I sold? Because that's what everyone right. talks about. I think I think what people think, you know, when we talk about financial clarity or those three stages, you know, we take people through a financial confidence course, CT. Yep. Um, and really, we're just taking them through. Okay, well, what are your goals? Okay, cool. What's the budget that needs to happen in your business to get to that point? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what's our cash flow need to be around that point? And then, what's our dashboard around that? From a fiscal perspective, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because once they go through those four parts. It's not it's not fluffy kumbaya now. It's they go ah these are what the numbers got to be. So when I'm looking at SKU and I'm looking at different SKUs, I'm looking at the innovation of product development. Mm-hmm. They've got a filter to listen through, to look through. That's right. But how many you know, Amazon sellers do you know have a budget and the cash flow? Do you know many? Uh, it depends. So I do know several, but I also have lots of people. Well, there's lots of people in my Amazon world that don't have that sort yeah. of clarity at all. And, 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 and the reality is in in every industry, it's the same. So it's, it's, this is not a crack on Amazon sales at all. This mm. is my, my message since 2004 has been getting small business owners back to their children. And the only way you can do that is to get the business to work for you yes. and to produce the cash and the time for you. Yeah. Okay. But until you get the, the fundamental understanding of the numbers, that's the thing. That the more cash profit you make, the more you can hire someone else to do what you do. So if you hire someone else to do what you do, 
you can get some of your time back because as our beautiful children grow up, mm-hmm. they're only going to be four once. <laughs> you, know, you can't work flat out for four years to go, oh, they're still four. No, mate, they're eight now. Yep. Okay, so yeah. you know, we've got to be better as parents and go, hey, let's do what we do better. Mm-hmm. Let's get clear on the fundamentals. Let's get clear on the on that financial clarity. Let's get clear on that controls. Let's get clear mm-hmm. so we've got that confidence mm-hmm. so that we can enjoy when our children are four, five, six, seven, eight, when they're great, because mine are late teens are a pain in the ass, CT. So um, <laughs> I'd rather enjoy those first 10 years, mate. <laughs> they're a bit easy to control, weren't they? Sort of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, we actually have mapped out, uh, and we've actually called it a roadmap. There's, there is a step by step formula that you, if yeah. you follow mm-hmm. and implement, it would actually, you know, you will implement. You know, you'll get clarity, you'll get financial control, and it will lead you know to financial confidence. So, um, if you're happy, Chris, oh, we can um, we can share that with, with you and share that with uh, the listeners of the podcast. It's cool. yeah, it's a roadmap. Yeah, so perhaps you can put Absolutely. it in the, in the show notes, Chris. But um, we'll put it up at www.intrepidadvisory.com.au/slash roadmap. Okay, that's pretty easy. I'll do the same. Yeah, I'll add- that will outlay the formula for you. I'll pop it onto uh, the australianseller.com forward slash roadmap. <laughs> it's pretty easy to yeah. remember. Yeah, Pretty easy. Yeah, Awesome. No, that's really good. Oh, um, is, yeah. is it is there a charge or is it, is it free? What? No, it's free. Oh, it's free. No, put some money on it. Charge people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sounds like, we, sounds like well, a really, really useful. tax. CT tax, yeah. <laughs> no, I was just kidding there. I remember having, <laughs> I remember having an interview with uh, Kevin King many years ago. It was probably back in 2017 or 18, and, and I'll never forget he said, it's not what you make. That's what you take, and uh, <laughs> it's never left me. So I'll, you know, I appreciate him sharing that with us, and I really appreciate yeah. you guys uh, jumping on the call today and um, and having a chat as well. Because uh, there's definitely really important people to you know once you at to phase three, you start to scale, you've really really got to start getting across your numbers and having those targets and those goals set for you, your personal goals. So I strongly recommend that everybody that's listening heads over to the Intrepid Advisory, sorry, intrepidadvisory.com.au forward slash roadmap to download the free roadmap to financial success as an Amazon seller or indeed e-commerce seller, perhaps as a business owner, I should say. Yeah, and it's yeah. applicable for all business owners. We've just tailored it for, for um, the Amazon seller. Perfect. So- yeah, that's fantastic. How would we get in touch with you if we wanted to? Yeah, um, well, if, if you're at the website downloading the roadmap, um, uh-huh. go. Yeah, there's also a contact page, so right. that's probably the easiest way to to reach out. Um, just yeah, um, go to the contact page on, on the website and um, just put a message, and that will go to me. Sounds- so we'll. Yeah. Sounds fantastic. We've actually lost Trent off the line again. So he's not going to be here to sign off, which is terrible. So that's all right. Can you do it on his, his behalf and sound like him? Um, I don't think that's physically possible. So. <laughs> okay. Drats. All right. Well, listen, Trent, if you're listening out there in the future, um, yep. thanks for coming on the show, buddy. And thank you very much as well, Jason, for coming on the show today and uh, yeah, sharing your pearls of wisdom around business oh, confidence. It's been, been a pleasure. Thank you for having us, Chris. Awesome. All right, take it easy and we'll uh, talk again soon. Thank you. Links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.